Happy pre-Halloween, Jaywalkers. Yeah, this is the precursor to my favorite time of year. It's both of our birthdays and the spookening. Actually, the day before we go to air here is the Cyborg Princess's birthday. Now, uh, work is also starting to slow down. We still have some background person stuff to go to get through the end of September. So I'm looking forward to a little less stress while I'm doing hidden star stuff like this. Uh, this month, we're going to talk about universal basic income. Now, I've told you all before, I used to be pretty far right. So a few years ago, I wouldn't have even entertained this as something worth debating. You all know that I'm looking to grow, and sometimes that includes some mental discomfort, right? Right? On with it. So, from Investopedia. The conversation has recently been reignited in the U.S. due to a rise in automation, which threatens to leave many Americans without a way to make enough money to pay their bills. Per a 2019 Brookings Institute study, a full quarter of jobs in the U.S. are susceptible to being automated, especially those involving routine tasks such as manufacturing and food preparation. Even if the UBI wage isn't enough to live off of, it would theoretically help supplement low wage or uh, a low-wage job or gig work. It could also ease the burdens of people who don't quite qualify for programs that may need assistance. I think we've all heard of somebody that's, you know, some just short or makes just a little too much money to qualify for, like, reduced lunch or the affordable housing or what have you. Many of the supporters of UBI policies are on the political left, but several of the people endorsing the concept have come from the political right. This includes prominent economist Milton Friedman, whose 1962's Capitalism and Freedom argued for a negative in income tax, saying it would help prevent a mindset where people don't help because they don't think other people will help. During the 2020 presidential campaigns, Andrew Yang referred to a program he called Freedom Dividends, wherein every American would receive $1,000 per month, which he contended would give many Americans the ability to look for better work, start a business, or pay for further training or education. Stimulus payments during the pandemic were made to help make sure Americans who weren't working as much continued to make ends meet, and Pope Francis has spoken in favor of the concept. Now, there are some downsides, not including any offsets from programs that it would replace or reduce. Andrew Yang's plan would cost $2.8 trillion. To put that plan into motion, he planned a 10% value-added tax as well as a carbon tax. Now, Investopedia was a great resource for the background on this. They had another article on the concept that I didn't have time to do a deep dive in, but this article, it, I'm going to admit it was a little slanted. What do you all think? So we're going to start with the against side this week, from Newsweek, which kind of surprised me, but I'll eventually learn not to judge what source will say before I actually read the article. There's been a looming fear of automation replacing workers and kicking them out of work for many years. After such conversation died down and became mostly a topic amongst academics, COVID-19 struck. To people in favor of UBI, the high levels of uncertainty make a larger governmental role in people's lives seem like a way to calm the storm and provide financial security. But that fails to consider how such a move fails to support even completely undermines human flourishing. Most UBI analyses focus on how much it'll cost and whether people will dip out of the labor market, but few studies focus on the psychological and emotional consequences of being given money regularly without working for it. To have meaning and purpose has positive mental health effects, as well as correlation with physical health, longevity, and economic success. 
because meaning is a self-regulating resource that helps people push forward even as things get difficult. When people believe their lives are meaningful, they basically have the ability to be the protagonist in their own life. They engage in more goal-oriented activities and are more engaged with their communities. Now, when people talk about what gives their life meaning, they point to relationships with family and friends, mostly. But work allows people to financially provide for their families and be contributing members of their communities. Sometimes when people feel like their work positively impacts the world, they specifically point to that being part of their purpose. UBI advocates point to the fact people don't view their jobs as part of what makes their life meaningful, that those jobs are often tedious or unpleasant, but that's more a case of employers or even society at large without making people in those professions feel valued. Employers should keep this in mind because employees feeling valued or like they make a positive difference generally makes them more motivated and happier. Now, not all labor is paid, but we're all better off in those roles as negotiated at the family level rather than enforced by the state. The article focuses on meaning because it helps people uh, feel more energized, optimistic, and future-driven. It helps support the development of human capital, and focusing on that can help inform how we view potential policies. Programs like UBI focus on creating a vibrant economy that may also work against the spirit of entrepreneurship by nipping at personal agency. At the end of the day, the best way to move up is through the money, social connections, and feelings of being able to impact your circumstances that having a job brings, which may be taken away if we start handing out money. Some people may even use that money to gain some of that social mobility, but they would have done that regardless. UBI may seem like a great way to make life easier and prepare for a future without work, but it may only succeed in making people feel like there's no point in trying because they'll need to be bailed out anyway. And the pro is from the New York Times. Speaker Pelosi stated what many in her caucus have been saying for weeks. A coronavirus lockdown means that many Americans need a guarantee of income. But as the writing of this article, two-thirds of House Democrats supported the idea that until the end of the crisis, the pandemic alone isn't why we need a guaranteed income. The economy is stunningly fragile, insecure, and the wealth gap is huge. If we want to create a more resilient economy, a guaranteed income should be a permanent policy rather than emergency pandemic relief measure. Now, over the last few decades, politicians have lowered taxes and tried to increase economic efficiency in an attempt to, at least in theory, create a healthy economy and a better society in general under the guise of the free market, which is supposedly impartial. What we have ended up with is a fundamentally unjust economy with stunted growth that's more fragile than before. It's literally life and death for millions of Americans. The U.S. needs a new economic framework, one that guarantees at least a small income, now, some advocates say that UBI is required to address the problems caused by automation. The main reason we need something like this is the precariousness of our current economy. Coronavirus reminded us in large scale how inequality can kill. Have access to less, have less access to health care, and have been exposed to COVID proportionally more, leading to higher rates of illness and death. Beyond the poor, the middle class has been rocked by this pandemic because policymakers have failed to regulate or provide affordable housing and costs of healthcare and education continue to go up as wages have stagnated. We've also found that the government's safety net for those on the losing end of the markets is inadequate. Organizing around resiliency instead of profits means that your workers are better predict protected from unpredictability. Workers should share the windfalls from the good times and have some guarantees during the bad times. Direct cash payments are an easier and frankly more liquid way to do that. Cash or direct deposit as it were is more easily accessible during an emergency and 
as well, and you can use it in the way you need to when an emergency pops up. Many congresspeople, particularly on the left, have called for an income floor, whether during the crisis or permanently. There are many different kinds of proposals, but the main concern is that they grant some security. Now, guaranteed income is important, but won't solve this problem on its own. We need to expand unemployment benefits, social security, and SNAP payment. The overlap in these programs would be a feature, not a bug, in creating economic resiliency. We can no longer fall for the false dichotomy of fairness versus growth. Fairness may actually help growth in an economic sense, and Democrats should highlight a commitment to this in their agenda. And now to the memes, and unfortunately there weren't many. I basically saw a few memes about why a guaranteed income is considered socialist or un-American, but it's also one of the settling points for military recruiters, or why are you calling retirees socialist? I'm not sure these are actually comparable, but I can see why the argument is attractive in this setting. Other than that, I didn't find many memes, or, or I didn't go down the, like, Mother Jones and, and Alex Jones route, so I can be disappointed in the lack of memes without having looked in the most extremes of places. It's time for the takeaway, and I'm not quite sure what to take away from all this. So many people have been struggling for so long, and I've I've told you all before about seeing the homeless problem in Tampa, but I may not have told you about taking the bus and the things I saw there and li living in the trailer park I did uh, just outside of the Orient County Jail. Knowing about school bus stops at hotels in Kissimmee due to the amount of people living in and out of hotels, it also weighs on me when I think about this issue. But I don't know where the line would be or what kind of line it would be. And then there's other programs and where would they be cut? How would they factor into the payment scheme? I wish I had an answer. Um, I really do. Like I said in the rambling mess that is the American Dream episode, I don't feel it's impossible to get ahead the old-fashioned way. I just don't feel like it's as easy as some people pretend it is. A lot of us could use the help. The question is whether or not a monthly check is the best way to do that, and I just don't know. That was anticlimactic. If you have any thoughts on the matter, uh, maybe memes or articles I missed, let me know at jaywalkthroughlife at gmail.com, all one word. Um, it is jaywalkthroughlife, not jaywalking, that was already taken. As always, Jaywalking Through Life is a Hidden Star Graphics Properties run by JJ, your favorite crossing guard, if I do say so myself, and the Cyborg Princess. Mm -hmm.